kind of trips you look forward to making to come to Alfred Street, but also to be with my dear colleague, friend, son, brother, fellow pastor, your pastor, one of the great pastors in America, the Reverend Howard John Wesley. blessed by the intersection of our lives. He is indeed an inspiration. He is a blessing to the body of Christ. And at Grace, we love him. He is, he blesses us each year with our annual revival and uh, we look forward to his clear and precise and colorful and dynamic preaching. I, uh, I'm happy to know that Mother Wesley is in the house. Where is she now? She's upstairs. She's looking, right? Mother Wesley, we love you, and we thank God for you this morning for giving us Howard John Wesley. I'm glad to be with my president and colleague and friend of many years, Dr. Julia Scruggs, who blessed us at the 730 service and who who has been a continuing blessing to the body of Christ is his leadership in Alabama and in the nation as the president of the National Baptist Convention. I'm joyful that we had this opportunity to reconnect and to have fellowship with each other. Uh, I know that I am under a time constraint. Pastor said, don't take, don't, 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 don't worry about the time. I know better than that. I know the cars will start circling and 11.30 will be out. So I'm going to get quick to the finish line, but I want to, I'm glad to see Jasper and Gloria Little, members of our church who are here this morning in New York. They live now here in Alexandria, and I'm glad to see them. Won't you join me in a word of prayer? Gracious God, our mother, we thank you for ordering our steps into this sacred space. You have been a mighty fortress. You have been strength for us, and we seek now to hear your voice above the distracting nuances of our human circumstance. Lone, O oh God, us your presence. Cuddle us in your arms and make of this preacher an instrument for your purpose that the glory you may receive. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Have your way with us. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus and all the people said, Amen. I, uh, I want to maintain your focus this morning on the theme of this occasion by directing this sermon, sermon discourse to the chapter and verse that you have chosen to define this anniversary celebration. That is Psalm 37, verse 25. Uh, yes, you may stand. I know you've already recited it once this morning. I was young, and now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their children begging bread. The Lord be blessed. You may be seated. 
I, I want to, I want to make of this declaration by David, this psalm, I want to make it the singular voice of Alfred Street as an interconnecting voice of all of its experience. In other words, I want to take David's words this morning and make them speak for Alfred Street. Not only for Alfred Street, the collective, but Alfred Street, the individuals. I want that text to be the voice of the anniversary, the voice of this congregation, the singular voice, the singular harmony that comes together. Uh, I, I want to raise this voice as a suggestion that it speaks, it captures what Alfred Street has been about for 216 years. This single text, I was, I was young, but now I'm old. Which is to suggest that the struggle of the church begins in 216 years ago. Uh, it has continued to be a vibrant and dynamic force it has gone on with dimensions of glory and it has been a spectacle of grace and mercy. It has been a, a dwelling place to know that the first fledgling people who gathered to make this church, who sat on the porch of Alfred Street and roamed the roads of Virginia, they experienced the hardships of slavery, the crucible of bondage. They live beneath their value, their human, their, their inherited value, their innate value. They were persecuted and afflicted. But in the midst of their affliction, they were able to find the presence and hand of God. Many of them delivered across the Middle Passage and disembarking from Ghana and embarking on the the Caribbean and in Jamestown down at Point Comfort, they, they got off the ships and, and with nothing in their hands, no sense of value, defined as chattel, nothing on their backs, misdefined and separated from their linguistic history, marginalized from their families and the strongest ones survived and disembarked. And when they got off the boat, they didn't have anything. They, they were, they, all they had was the leftovers of a tribal religion and they were handed a manipulated American Christology that was divine to make them docile and keep them in their place. But those brilliant saints of God gathered up the remnants of that tribal religion and that leftover Christology and started up in a pot of faith and produced a, a, a non-oppressive theology and a unique theology that declared and defied their context of oppression. And they said in the folklore of Americanism, they said, I'm so glad trouble don't last long. And with no shoes on their feet, no clothes on their back, they defied their context. They said, I got a robe, you got a robe, all God's children got a robe. When we, put, when we get to heaven, we're gonna put on. They defied context. Defied context. Defied the intentionality of the slave master who sent the slave preacher down to preach every Sunday from the Colossians text, slaves, Obey your master. But our forefathers and mothers, 
they went up into the brush harbor when the morning service was over. And up there, they answered him. They said, if any man be in Christ, he is free indeed. It is in that context that this church moved. It, when we talk about old to young, we're talking about 216 years of stories marvelous stories. Not only the stories of those, but the stories of these who are here in this room today. This 213, this 216 years is not just about them. It's about us. It's about everybody who came after them. It's about those who fought in wars that they could, fought in wars for rights for people in another country that they did not have for themselves in this country. It's about being mistreated and caused to be, give up slave labor so that America's economy could advance above the economies of the world. It's about our stories. It's about our stories of hardship of children and our women being raped and being persecuted. It's about our stories. It's about the stories of our children getting opportunity to go to college and about mamas and daddies putting nickels and dimes and quarters together to pay tuition. It's about our stories. It's about the hardships and the pain and the suffering. It's about the protests and the marching. It's about the standing. It's about the legislation. It's about all of that. It's our story. I've been young, and now I'm old. It's about our stories. 216 years of powerful stories. Some of you who came to church this morning got a story. Been through something. Had pain and hardship. Disappointed. Some of us have had health issues. Some of us have had financial issues. Some of us trying to figure it out right now in this sanctuary. We got stories. But thanks be to God that our stories testify to the fact that God is still on the throne, that he has not abandoned his power. I was young, but now I'm old. To get to, everybody can, everybody has the first part of that statement. I'm young, but only the faithful, only the favored have the second part, and now I'm old. Uh, Alfred Street was young, but now it's old. It's favored. What, what I'm talking about is a testimony. A testimony of favor. That's what's happened to us. That's what, that's what 216 years uh, represents, a testimony of favor. The enemy did not intend for you to survive 216 years ago. The enemy tried to crush you. The enemy tried to lock you down and hang you on lynch trees. The enemy tried to put you in jail. The enemy took the prison system to try to close you down. But thanks be to God, God allowed us to get old. Allowed, allowed Alfred Street to get old. And even now the enemy is raising his ugly head. But we are, we, we're not bothered by it. White nationalists, white supremacists, uh, insensitive leadership in the White House. We're, we're not worried about that because we've been here before. We've had rights gained and rights taken away and rights gained again and taken away again, but we still go on. And that's what this anniversary represents, the resilience of African people of faith. Resilience. 
Not just an anniversary, resilience. I mean, we jump back. You push us down, we get back up. You hold us back, we fight forward. Resilience. Do not be confused. This is not just a celebration of balloons and, and harmony. It is a declaration of resilience. You want to know if we're going to be around? Check out Alfred Street. You want to know if we're going to make it? Check out Alfred Street. You want to know if we're going to rise above the trial? Go visit Alfred Street. They've been there on that corner in that town 216 years preaching the same gospel, holding on to the same hand of God. It is, a statement of, it is a statement of grace. It is a tribute of faith. It's a tribute to faithfulness that this congregation is here, every essence of it, every element that makes up the 216 years. But the text says something else. It says, I was young and I was old. And then it says, but I never seemed the righteous forsaken. I know in the face of what has happened in this country, the unsettled doom of the country as a result of the original sin of racism, I know what we've seen in hardship and pain may, want you to, may cause you to question the veracity of my statement that we've never been forsaken. But I, but I need you to hesitate and be cautious to come to that conclusion. Because the text didn't say we wasn't going to have no trouble. The text said we wouldn't be forsaken. <laughs> Stony the road we tried, bitter the chastening rod, thought in the days when faith, when hope unborn had died, yet with a steady beat we march on. Now, for, we, we hadn't been, we had some trouble. But forsaken means that you were aborted or somebody withdrew or left you alone. But I came to tell you, we, we have not been forsaken because God never left us. God, God never left us in the slave quarters to go up to the big white church. God stayed with us. He was present in our struggle, in our pain, in our disappointment, never forsaken. Not only is God the God of history, and he is the God of history, the God of wasness, to borrow Cone's phraseology, he, he, the God of wasness, he, he is the God of history. He is the God who was, who stepped into nothing and nothing made everything who flung the stars against the darkness of the night and scooped out the mountains, scooped out the valleys and pushed up the mountains, who put the blush in the rose and the purity in the lily. Uh, he's that God who caused the moon, the silver queen of the night, to dance across the darkness of the severe sea. He's that God who summons the sun out of its oriental chamber and sent it across its iridescent rays, galloping across its iridescent rays. He's that God, the God of history. The cosmic shepherd. He's the God of history. He, he, we, 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 
he, he, he has not forsaken us because he's God of history. But, and he's also the God of this moment, this immediate moment, the God of isness. He, 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 he's right now. The Lord is blessing me right now. The reason why I know he's the God of isness is because he woke me up this morning and started me on my way. I know. But, but, but the thing that he is best for, he is the God of not yet. That's what that psalm, that's what it means. He, he, he's the God of history. He's the God of isness. He's the God of what shall be. Which is to say that he is the God who will be there for our children. That's what the text says. He says, he says he's a God, he's been faithful to us. But if we are faithful to him, he will be faithful to our children. I was young, but now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, meaning they have not been, I've not abandoned them. And I've never seen their children begging for bread, which is to say that God will keep on being what God is about. That God is the God of the not yet. The God who is, he, we sit in the already, but we have a glimpse of the not yet. And God, who has been God in the history, will be God in the future. Ah, glory, hallelujah. God has been faithful, faithful to this congregation. And today in one voice, we declare that if it had not been for the Lord on our side, we don't know where we would be. And let me close this quickly. This text talks about the faithfulness of God. It talks about God being there. And that's what God is good at. God is good at being there. Somebody may ask, well, how can a church, a poor church, not poor now, but poor in its genesis, poor people, persecuted people, how can a church like that last for 216 years? The answer comes back, it's because God has been faithful. That's what this celebration is all about. It's all about God. Anniversaries are about God. They're about how God has been faithful. I close with this. My granddaughter is extremely afraid of dogs. We were traveling in India, and um, we were going through the security. And as we were going through the security, there were three or four dogs that were sniffing everybody who went by. And I had to go ahead of the group and... As I went through the group, I said, oh, my God, I don't know if my granddaughter is going to be able to get through that with the dogs there. A little while passed, and she came out laughing and happy. I said, how? How did you get past the dogs? She said, my daddy shielded me. If you want to know how we got past the dogs for 216 years, my daddy... My daddy, he shielded me. I've seen the lightning flashing. I've heard the thunder roll. I felt sin breakers dashing, trying to conquer my soul. But I heard the voice of Jesus tell me still, fight on. He promised never to leave me. Oh, never. No, 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 no. Never 
No, 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 no,